Hello everybody, it's me Eleanor and welcome back to Unreliable Narrator. The day that I have a soundboard is the day that I finally made it, or like is the sign that I made it you guys. I'm not going to get a soundboard before that. What if I do? What if I get one of those like little internet ones? I can just insert like applause and shit like that. I'm just like not the type. I don't know. I'm just so lazy. Like I love this show, but like I'll, I'll have my own backtrack. Ha ha thank you so much to my live audience thank you so much okay y'all welcome back um today's episode is called can't vlog not 2023 but before we dive into the actual like meat of the episode what I, like what we're here for um i'm gonna give y'all a little update on what's going on with me because that was like one of my goals okay sorry if y'all heard that i just realized my earring is pissing me off oh there we go there's me speaking too close to the mic again um yeah again apologies for last episode i know i had one listener giorgio when i hit the mic it it busted with their um it busted their eardrums a little bit so apologies friend but again she's a one-woman show okay besides that i wanted to like tell y'all a little about what's been going on in my life because i think it's just silly goofy so if y'all listened to last episode last episode i mentioned that i'm going to amsterdam i'm going to amsterdam with my sister literally tomorrow so i need to get a haircut stat because these bangs are not banging it's actually so sad and tragic you don't understand or maybe you do understand because you also have bangs to maintain them is so annoying and you can get them like cut at places like this one place caught co- like cost like eight bucks to get your bangs cut in this other place i go to it costs twenty dollars to get your bangs cut but it could be free if you get your friend to do it for you is it gonna look good all the time no but at the end of the day it was still free so are we mad not really so basically i was like i need to get a haircut but since i'm staying with my sister i can't go to my usual lady because we're really far away from berkeley right now not really far away but it's an hour away like i'm not gonna drive out for an hour or drive an hour just to get my haircut so i went to there like my sister's um where she gets her hair cut and i was like okay party hardy we went so early 10 a.m we walk in i see these two gentlemen they're like uncles they're like one of them is slumped on the couch asleep the other uncle is just like on his phone and like this like younger guy he looks young but i feel like he's not young he feels like older than me for sure and he's like hey you have an appointment yeah we're like yeah whatever the uncles on the couch i think they're like i thought they were just waiting their turn like i thought they didn't work there them heifers work there and there's one the one that was sleep we're gonna focus on him because the one that was sleep was the one that cut my hair and the one that was sleep he was wearing a black puffer jacket sunglasses man looked like he just came like he just woke up and he's like all right follow me and i follow him to like where they wash your hair my sister's like laid beside me so i lay down and start washing my hair y'all this is what I was like, oh my god, like, I was meant to come here. Do you ever have those moments where it was like, if this happened to anybody else, I bet they would be mad, but because it's me and I feel like this moment was just made for me because I'm so delusional and crazy that I feel like the universe just does these little things where it's like, hey, Eleanor, I want to make you laugh, and they just give me these stupid little things that happen to me. Yeah, this was one of those moments. So basically, I'm laying there. He turns on the water, whatever. I'm like, oh my god, you about to massage my head. I'm about to get my shampoo conditioned. This man basically waterboards me. He basically waterboards me. Like, every time he puts water in my hair, like, he puts up, like, the little nozzles so far up. It, like, splashes on my forehead and down my eyes and down my face. And I'm, like, 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 literally gargling fucking water. And, like, I don't say anything just because I'm so, like, shocked. 
And I'm also wondering, is this also happening to my sister and her friend who are also here getting their hair cut? Because, or is it just me? Because my sister swore up and down that they were good. And so I was like, what the fuck is going on over here? And mind you, like, you know, uncle literally had a smoke break before he started like washing my hair because his hands smelled like cigarettes. And I was just like, oh my God. Like if, if like literally again, if I was somebody else, I bet someone would be like, yo, like, I don't like this. Like, but it was for me, like for some reason I felt so at home. I was like, oh, like this uncle, he literally had sunglasses on. These are not glasses, fully sunglasses, big black puffer. And was just like a straight G, just like vibing. Man had the cocaine nail. And if you know what the cocaine nail is, the long pinky nail. Oh my God, I just am like hitting everything right now around me. So sorry if you hear noises, sorry. But yeah, man had like the long cocaine nail, his little pinky nail. And I was like, yo, like this man means business. Like I don't know what kind of business, but business. So I'm basically getting waterboarded throughout this whole thing. Like every time he like moves, like to go grab more shampoo or conditioner or like other shit i always like i wiped my fucking face down because i was like dude like i look insane it looks like i went through like a splash zone at six flags like i look crazy right now and he came back and smacked this fucking hot towel on my forehead and i was like what is going on like he didn't even warn me or anything so it splashed like the water already on my face and i was just like oh my god my spf is coming off already it's so early but after all of this, after all of, like, him smelling like smoke, and then him basically, like, trying to kill me and drown me while he was washing my hair, like, I got up, and I was like, you know what, that wasn't even that bad, for some reason, like, I literally was laughing the whole time, I don't think, I don't think he could tell, but, like, I sit down, I show him the picture that I, like, what haircut I want, I show him a picture of, like, Hillary Duff, circa, like, in Lazy McGuire era, because I really want choppy bangs and choppy, like, like hair like super duper um well I got the haircut so I got like super duper like hella layers like hella choppy layers because I like think that's fun but they thin out your hair and I literally had a whole moment when he was cutting my hair because I love my hair so much so when I know a lot of it's leaving me I get kind of crazy about it yep I'm that person but he comes and he like I show him the picture and he's like all right chill man doesn't say anything else the whole time like every time he wants me to be like oh is this good he'll like he'll like show it to me and look up at the mirror and just like make a little face but like you think this is good and i'm like mm-hmm and i don't know if y'all have gotten your hair cut and the people sit down like i think it is common or maybe it isn't but i never had that happen they usually like what's it called like the seat usually goes up for the for you to get to the height of like the hairdresser or whatever but like this man fully went down to my height and sat on a rolly stool and was like rolling around the whole like me 360 cutting my hair so i don't know if that's a common thing or your hairstylist or hairdresser barber does that but mine did today and loki he had bars like i'm not even mad like he even like blow dried my hair all pretty and shit like he made it so wavy and so pretty and i was like man you loki got bars like i'm not even mad you waterboarded me earlier and you smell like cigarettes like i'm not even tripping like thank you so much sir and like at the end of it all like i felt like him and i understood each other i don't know there's something about those and like i know like this whole you're, you're probably thinking like how much did you pay for this like how much did you pay for the waterboarding like him to like basically smack you in the forehead with a hot towel i paid 50 dollars. i paid 50 dollars for this um you might be asking do you think it's worth it honestly at first if you caught me on a bad day then yeah i would think like oh my god what the fuck i paid 50 dollars to basically like fight for my life for 10 minutes while my hair was getting washed and like I don't know. 
But there's, again, like I told y'all, like there was something about it where I was like, oh, I think the universe gave me this moment just so I can laugh and just laugh about it and be silly goofy. And that kind of goes into my next thing because I was like, you know, Eleanor Pellerica got interviewed by the Daily Bruin. Oh my God, where's that live audience again? Ah, ah, thank you so much, live audience. Ah, thank you so much. Yeah, um, Eleanor Pellerica got... Uh, interviewed by daily bruin it's really nothing major but i just think it's funny because i fully was like and if you oh before i get into it um the daily bruin is like the newspaper or whatever for ucla they usually get the story wrong um it, julian the person that uh interviewed me if you're hearing this sorry babe you got it right babe don't worry you got it right you got the story right but, like, usually they be having some weird-ass shit. They be posting some weird stories and, like, some really bad stances on the Daily Bruin. But that's neither here nor there. But if you are Forza Baby, if you go to UCLA, you already fucking know this shit backwards sometimes. Um, but they did a feature on me. And I was like, how did... Like, I'm an alumni. Y'all know I don't go there anymore. But, you know, maybe they really needed content. And they were, like, grappling at everything. Or maybe I'm just that girl. We never know. But um, during the interview... Like, he asked me, he was like, oh, like, what the fuck did he ask me? Oh, my God, what was I trying to get at now? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he told me, like, oh, what, well, like, what is this show? Like, what is Honorable Narrator? And I was like, it's really just a look inside of a 20-something-year-old head. And, like, what the stories I tell you, like, it was me getting a haircut. That's the whole story, but I needed to tell y'all because I thought it was the weirdest shit in the world. And I'm, like, I'm really happy it happened still. I don't know. Because my haircut was good. Yeah, I was uncomfortable. I was really fighting for my life. Because if, you, like, if you've ever almost drowned, that's how it felt. You know? Like, if you're ever in, like, the public pool and, like, you got some bitches around you that keep wanting to drown you and they keep, like, splashing you and pulling you under. Like, that's how it felt when I was laying on that thing. Like, when he was washing and drying my hair, I was like, oh, motherfucker. I feel like I'm drowning right here. And I was laying down, you know, a.k.a. waterboarded. But, again, like, I was fine. I don't know. There's something about it. <laughs> But, like, I told him, like, I told Julian, shout out Daily Bruin person, a reporter. <laughs> I told him, I was like, yeah, it's just, like, these silly little stories I love telling. And y'all, like, eat it up. So I'm not even tripping. I'm not even mad about it. Thank you for eating it up. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to talk about that little interview because I thought it was I thought it was such an interesting little blimp in my life. Because, like, when they reached out to me, I fully was like, do y'all know I graduated? Like, y'all must know. And I finally visited the Daily Bruin website. I never never went on there there's no business for me to be on there um again because they usually get the story fucking wrong um but besides that so i finally went on there i was like oh, okay chill like they do like little lifestyle art moment vlogs i was like okay word like i can get down with that time goes by and they ask me like oh where who are two people that like listen to your show that like, you want to like let them in get interviewed and i like gave them audrey and damien's name because i was like you know what let me get some people who are good fans like they keep up with the show they ask about it okay damien damien freaking asks me about it all the time asking me when the new episode is out i'm sorry i slack sometimes but i'm getting better and he knows it and all that stuff so like you know they said some nice things about me in the article julian the person who wrote it asked me really good questions but this is my thing you guys when this interview came, I was like, oh, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be fun. I'm good. And I always, like, my delusional ass self, I strongly believe that I am media trained already. I feel like all the dialogues I've had in my head, all the acceptance speeches, all the interviews, all the 60-minute interviews, like, when I sit down with Diane Sawyer, Sawyer, Diane Sawyer, Diane Sawyer, 
something like that. I can't pronounce her name quite right, but like on some type of beat like that. I was like, girl, I'm media trained. I already know what kind of questions they're going to ask. I already know how I should answer them. Y'all. This Daily Bruin article proved to me that I have no media training at all. The quotes that he pulled, and it's not even his fault. This is literally what I said, so I can't even be mad. I'm just, you just have to know, Eleanor is Eleanor through and through and through and through. How she is on all the narrator, that's how she is in public, that's how she is in interviews. Like, I know how to, you know, be corporate America, Eleanor. I know how to be that. But when I'm, like, comfortable with somebody and I'm like, we're just joshing, we're just hanging out. I really let loose. And I did I overshare at some points? I feel like I did. And we're going to pull some of my favorite quotes. Okay? So, we, I think he had like a couple of quotes from me. Oh my God, you guys. I'm really sick of it. So, basically, the article, I will um, link it because I would love for you to write, not write it, what? Read it and maybe leave a comment, share, subscribe, you know, give me money. Maybe that too. Um, so, Daily Bruin. It's called Eleanor Palabrica offers vulnerable insights on podcast unreliable narrator. Should I give them a different picture of me? Yeah, because for some odd reason, I felt like they would have used multiple pictures of me or like one of like the album cover. But you know what? That's you know what? Assuming makes ass out of you and me or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the saying is, but basically that's what it is. And let's go to my first quote. Okay. And I think we were talking about how open I am with the audience and how I don't feel like I have a parasocial relationship with the audience because, like, I, like, low-key became all of y'all's friend at one point or we were friends at one point. And if we're not friends, what are you doing? The door is wide open, like it says in this article. But then I go, I want people to know that they have that outlet. And I meant, like, that outlet, like, you can always talk to me. But then I go, because I'm always open, as long as you're not a weirdo. And I'm like, Eleanor, Eleanor, why'd you add that on? Because I literally was like, I'm always open. It should have been period. And I'm like, as long as you're not a weirdo. But it's true. Like, as long as you're not a weirdo. Like, and I mean, like, weird. Like, I think I'm weird, but not a weirdo. Or, like, I don't move weird. And I want to, like tell y'all what I mean by that because I feel like in this interview if it was somebody else interviewing me besides Julian I feel like he really got me I feel like they would have been like oh what do you mean by that what do you mean by that I mean weirdo like the Amy Schumers of the world like that bitch is a weirdo the Noah Schnapp whatever the fuck that mother heifer's name is those are weirdos or like Vanessa Hudgens circa or like even now if this is still weird but like especially during like COVID when she was like oh, we all die it's inevitable like about COVID girl Vanessa Hudgens like that girl is weird Amy Schumer the no schnapps of the world weirdos that's who I mean like do not slide in my dms if you like that if you're moving like that get away from me but we're keeping it real on Rob on there we're keeping it real another quote this one I really want to apologize publicly to Julian because I went on a whole tirade about social media influencers influencing and what I think about it. And I, at the end of it, I literally was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I kind of went on a whole rant about that. I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's OK. It's OK. But this is what I said, y'all. Palabrica said, I know I sound ugly when I say it, but I get tired of it. And I'm tired of people just trying to be something they're not. You don't need to be that influencer. You're not influencing anybody. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Eleanor, why are you why why are you get so mad for? What are you mad for? Huh? What are you so mad for? I don't know. I'm mad about something. And he had to hear about it, and so do y'all. 
So those are some of the highlights from the article. I will link it. I think it's a really fun and funny piece without it intentionally trying to be funny, if that makes sense. Because you can really see, like, I don't have media training. Like, Eleanor, you're saying you're saying everything that comes to your head. Like, what, girl, you need to get better at that. And I've realized, like, that's just something I'm going to work on. Just, like, maybe being more concise, maybe not so casual when I talk to people about this show, just because... I want to be taken seriously, and again, like, this wasn't, like, the, this is not the New York Times, even though that shit is boo-boo, too, but, like, you know, it wasn't so, like, what's a, it wasn't dazed, you know, it wasn't dazed, I wasn't on the cover of dazed, if I was on the cover of dazed, like, I would literally hire someone for some manner, uh, like, a manner consultation, like, to teach me how to fucking talk to people, and how to stand straight, and, like, one about, um, like media training, like what to say, what not to say, and some buzzwords. Like I would get someone to do that. If I have a friend that would love to train me in that, like that'd be amazing. Who wants to be my manager? Who wants to be my manager? Uh, send serious inquiries. I don't know if I said that word correctly to my email. It is linked on my Instagram at anulabonere.co. There you go. But yeah, that's just like a little slight, slight update that I just wanted to share with y'all before we get into the episode okay i'm gonna give you one more like give me a second because i really need to blow my nose real quick and i'm not gonna do that to y'all and we're back america apologies 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 it's allergy season it's actually i'm so cold season my hands are freezing right now but it is what it is what it is so camp vlogna 2023 some backstory is this is my third one i started going in 2018 and I like fell in love with it. I am a really big Tyler Creator fan. If you didn't know, I'm a really big fan of his. I love him a lot, a lot. Like I was one of those people that I used to buy like everything from every single drop, even if it was kind of funky looking. I wanted to be everywhere that he was at. Like that's who I was, but I had like no other friends that liked him the way I did. So. I was kind of lonely until I met my friend Maya, who also likes him the way I do. So we get to like party and go to Camp Vlogna together and enjoy it. So the last two, t- like last two years, like I went in 2018 and 2019, um, I always got VIP. Like the first year getting VIP was so easy. And I got VIP because like the way they marketed it was going to be like, you are more secluded and it's like less people and like whatever, what have you. And like for me, and like you have a little section of the uh, stage or the main stage. And for me, that's what I like just because people freak me out and I don't like want to be around other people. So if I have the money to like give myself a little space, then I will. And you do get a, like a, a little present, aka you get like a backpack, shoes, whatever, like that he comes like with the VIP merch from that year. But VIP used to be like the top, top tier. Like that's, I think how it was in 2018. I don't think there was super VIP yet, or maybe there was. But the next year in 2019, VIP sold out. So I got super VIP and that's why I'm an owner of a Fender, like the flaming, like the flame print, the blue flame uh, Tyler Crater print. Yeah, I have a Fender of it just because I got super VIP because I was freaking out that I didn't get VIP and I didn't know how to deal with resale and shit like that. So I was like, I'm just going to spend a rack. So I spent a rack. Um, I don't regret it. It was fine. But to know like years later, super VIP became like basically VIP now pisses me off and what i mean by that like super vip now has like another extra space like where you get to be and i wasn't so mad about it this year because literally where super vip was like far away from the stages like why the fuck would you even be there anyways like it doesn't even matter but to each their own 
Um, so like I get VIP, that's how I experience camp vlog now, but I, GA, you, it really is the same shit. It really is. It's like, but you just have to fight more to get into the front. You have to like plan ahead to be in the front with VIP. You have less people to go through and it's easier to get to the front, but like that's for later. So like, that's me. I can't vlog not. I take, this is like my Coachella. Like I take this shit really seriously. Like I got a shirt made. <laughs> for camp vlog not one year like i literally paid someone to airbrush like custom airbrush it because i wanted my shirt to look exactly like tyler creator's shirt in this one episode of loiter squad when like i don't know if people know r.i.p john 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 was a piece of toast <laughs> if y'all look it up on youtube you will see it i have the shirt he is wearing but my colorway is green and yellow and his was like blue and something else but yeah like i got that custom made why because it's that serious um <laughs> but this year it was like really chill like I treated it like how I treated Coachella like I just worked with whatever I had because she's not running with money no more she don't watch no shmoney and after my tarot card reading from like two months ago yeah I need to save that shmoney so I was just like kind of like chilling but I have like a lot of anxiety about going to Ken Flogna or any festival period because I like I tell my friends this all the time because I'm very vocal about it because I know it's not true. But I put this idea in my head that, like, I'm the only person who can, like, take care of us the best. So I've put that responsibility of everyone's life and, like, their livelihood on my shoulders for no reason. Like, they can take care of themselves. They're adults and they're capable of it. Or, like, how I need to be the mood maker. Like, I feel like the mood maker of the group, like, I have to be really, um, like, on. Like, I need to be very, uh, I need to be listening to everybody. I need to be very happy, vocal, keep the vibes up, I gotta read the room, and get everyone, like, live, like, and stay that way, and I don't know why I always think that I need to do that, um, I just feel like, I don't know, like, can't vlog not not paying me to entertain my friends, so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I always want to make sure everyone's having fun, and I don't know why I bring it upon myself to ensure that when it's, like, we're at a festival, girl, like, you're gonna have fun if you want to have fun, I don't know. But that's like what I go into this festival and I go to a lot of concerts and festivals like with that mindset, it's stupid, it's whack and it gives me too much anxiety. So this time I was like being vocal with my friends and telling them and they're like, no, you don't need to be that. And I'm like, I know. So I'm going to try to stop thinking like this. But it never does stop. Like I feel like I am, I listen too much and I see too much to like let people just be. Because I can see when people are pissed off. I can see people who are tired and I'm a proactive type of girl, but I'm not so like, upfront about it like I won't be like oh my god are you sad like I'll know what to do to make them feel better without them even thinking that I notice they're sad that makes sense because I don't want anyone to feel like they're being put on the spot or some stupid shit like that like you know people get uncomfortable and they feel like they're being blasted if you're like oh my god you look sad and like some people don't like hearing that so I was like Ugh. so I don't know I don't know if anyone else relates to that because I do it often and people just don't notice. So Camp Vlog was one of those times where I was like so anxious about it. And just like starting off my time in LA, I come a I came a couple of days earlier for Camp Vlog Like I came on Wednesday and it's on a Saturday and Sunday to stay with my friend Christina. Love you, Christina. And do my little reunion with some people from LA. And dude, the anxiety just kept going. But I was like, oh, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Like you're excited. You're you're ready. This is like your Coachella. You're ready for it, baby first day first day comes i'm like ugh, like i'm not used to the air in la apparently anymore i have asthma so bad and that air was thick the air was thick and i was struggling the lungs were struggling and if you have ever been to like dodger stadium it's on a hill so you're really like walking up this fucking hill but before you even get to like the stadium 
we go to i forgot the station but we go to one of like the train stations because that's where the shuttles are and previous years it has been very easy to get on a shuttle and get to dodger stadium like you really hop on hop off type b you maybe could wait in a longish line maybe like 20 minutes half an hour but not very long y'all this year the line was so fucking long at the station like it literally was so ridiculous of how long it was and the buses were late to pick up picking up people on saturday and we just i took an uber it cost like seven dollars to get to dodger stadium i took an uber because i couldn't handle with that shuttle like i already needed to get my pass because i did the waitlist thing for camp vlog now because again like always i did not hit when it when they dropped tickets i they sold out and then i didn't get shit so they did like this waitlist thing in case people didn't want their tickets when the lineup dropped. So I did that and that's how I got my ticket. But I needed to go to Will Call. And that line was so fucking long. That line was so fucking long. And I just keep thinking like, you know, maybe I'm putting my little thinking cap on. My little Curious George cap. Like, why did they not like do Will Call like on a Friday too? Like, they only did it on Saturday and Sunday. And they opened it an hour early before like other things started opening. So I'm like... Like, why the fuck did we not just do it on Friday, too? Like, why couldn't you open up Will Call for, like, six hours so people could pick up their wristbands now so we didn't have to do it on Saturday? Because the line took an hour. And I was lucky. I ran up that fucking hill with my sister to get my wristband so I wouldn't have to wait in, like, the long, snaky-ass line. But it got hella snaky. It started moving and swiveling and all that shit. So I was like, oh, thank God. But it took me an hour, and it was so fucking hot so hot but good thing there was service or like it was pretty okay service it wasn't the best but like at right spots like you could get a good signal but like our group kind of got like separated i'm with like four people so it's me my sister my friend maya my friend mika and we all know each other we've been to the past two camp vlognos together but i feel like now since we're older i don't think like we're just not that group anymore like <laughs> And I was wondering if I wanted to say that or not on here, but like, I just like, it's like, there's no blem to anybody, but I'm like, yeah, like the four of us are just not her anymore. They might think that we like, we are them still, but I just feel like we we need more heads in the game. Like we need more heads in the group just because like it gets, there's something about going to a festival with more people. Like after I did Coachella with like eight people, I really enjoyed it. There's just something about like being able to like veer off and just like have a crowd like the crowd around you just to be the homies instead of like strangers (laughs) um it's just like it's something that i really like and i like i just need more people to agree to go to camp flogna if i go again but yeah i don't know there's like again there's like no beef there's no bad there's no blends to be had with this group but i was just like damn like we've been doing this like every year and we first did it when we were, like, 19, 20. Like, we couldn't even drink or do anything at this festival. Like, we had my sister, like, like she was only one above age. So she was over here, like, drinking and shit. And we're just sitting there, like, mm, okay. Anyways. So, like, I was like, oh, that's something that I've noticed. I think that's, like, a really, it was a really big thing of this whole weekend. Was just me feeling like, oh, my God. Like, I just feel crazy. Like, I felt crazy this whole weekend. Because, again, I'm just so anxious. I'm an anxious girl. What can I say? And, like, the the whole, like, it just being four of us, I was like, oh, my God, imagine if there was more of us. I wonder if it would be more fun. Like, but you might be the type of person who's like, you don't need more people to have fun. I still have fun, but I just, like, maybe I just miss my friends. <laughs> maybe I just miss my friends. I just want my all my all my friends to be together when I'm the happiest, and that's at Camp Vlog now. What can I say? So we get in. 
first thing I noticed, the place is huge. The like because now they sell more tickets. They expanded the whole carnival. They expanded the whole festival. The place is fucking huge. But thing that is slacking, and if you've gone to like more Camp Vlognos in the past, most recently, I'm gonna talk about the only ones I actually know. You can see like he does a lot of visuals. Like the sponsorships go crazy, stupid on the beat, and they get like really good. Uh, maybe not like statues. What would you call them? Like installations. Like I remember when he did the Grinch. Like they had a whole Grinch installation. When he first did with Converse, Converse had a whole installation. Like Converse did too today. Like not today, but like over the weekend they had like a blow up shoe. But like back in the day, like they had a whole ass slide of the shoe. So that shit was sick. Like that was cool. And I don't know. There was like a when you first walk in, there's just like a hella concrete, and then there's like the really main stage. So like maybe they did it for like not filling up the space like at all. Like y'all, when I told you it was like a concrete jungle, it was a concrete jungle. Like there was only concrete, and it was hot as fuck. Like you can see the little rays like reflecting from the concrete because of the heat, like those squiggly lines. Like it was that serious. But um, so like, it was like that. So it was like kind of like oh okay like it was like underwhelming when you first walk in but then you go to where flog was and flog really felt like a carnival like that was probably my favorite stage and favorite area just because like all the rides and all the games were just like all in like one little cul-de-sac it was like the cutest little thing i loved it and then where Naw was it felt the same way with it just like being like isolated more and it had like rides and like food and like carnival shit and it was like super fun while camp was like smack dab but there was like it was just like boring to look at but again if you're one of those people that don't give rats ass about what things look like or you don't notice then like party hardy brother but it's something that i do notice just because like i remember what it used to look like but again this is a way bigger space so i'm like i'm not tripping maybe they didn't have the funds again to like be balling out like that after coming back from covid like i don't know there's a lot of business things and i don't know if that, that's actually what's happening here i'm making excuses for the man but that's just something i thought about like oh what if like he doesn't have the funds to be like really balling out this time so he's trying to make a profit this time around so he can put it towards the next year and like ball out and do more because now he sees like oh there's just hella heads and like all oh, left right whatever um another thing vip sections I will say this. I feel like I'm just like giving you a rundown. If you want to go to Camp Vlog, no one is paying me. I wish they fucking were. They they're not gonna pay me if they hear this. They hear this. <laughs> nah. But um, VIP sections. They used to be so litty bop. It used to be like there used to be like photo ops within, and it used to be so cute. Like when Scumfuck Scumfuck Flower Boy came out in the VIP section, there was a whole like disco bee. Like it was such a moment. Like they had like little areas for you to charge your phone, and it was cute, and it was smaller. Like the old vip sections they were smaller like they weren't there weren't um so many rides they weren't like so many food trucks there were probably like three food trucks and like one ride and like maybe two carnival games versus now there's like three rides and hella food trucks or like hella food options more seating and like um but the seating isn't that good it's fucking whatever um uh what else like but like now, like there's like there's not it's no pizzazz. Like you feel like everybody else, if that makes any sense. The only thing that differentiates you is that you get like three rides that other people wouldn't get, which is like the swings, your own little mini Ferris wheel, and like this one slingshot type type of ride. Which is like if you like that shit, you like that shit. I don't. So like that's what you get more. So it's like if you're like, oh, the lines over there are so long. Let me go to VIP. The lines are shorter, but again, like 
I don't know. If you're not a ride girl, then this change wouldn't give a you wouldn't care. But this year, I was a ride girl, and I rode so many fucking rides. I forgot how much I liked the carnival. I wish games weren't rigged, because I would play them. But I will say this. Like, I am an investigator, and I heard that a lot of carnival games this year, people were not allowed to play them multiple times. Some people were, like, really naggy about it, and were like, no, get away. You can't keep playing this game over and over again. Which I feel like I understand if you're like, oh my god, they're wiping me out. But it's like, dude, they paid for the game pass. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, if that makes sense. If they wait in line, they wait in line. But, like, in previous years, I used to play, like, in VIP, the the games they used to have in VIP used to be so fucking easy to win. Like, I was winning shit, and I even won stuff for, like, strangers, because they they're like, hey, can you win me this? I was like, yeah, sure, because of how easy it was. And, like, the dudes didn't give a shit that I played over and over and over again, because there was no one there. So, like, this year, like, hearing that, I was like, damn, what the fuck? Like, people were like, you gotta get out of the line. Like, you're not allowed to come here. Like, what? And, like, some booths have better prizes than others. And if you're, like, hella good at that carnival shit, like, I'd be pressed too. So, that was something that happened. I don't know if you're interested in buying a Game Pass next year or any of that jazz. Like, just know that should be happening. But another thing that I have to talk about is the merch. Merch in the previous years is always a long line always a long line I'm like the runner I'm the one person who runs to the merch line to get a spot and this year I did not do that clearly because I had to do the wristband so my friend I was like girl can you tell me what kind of merch they have and it like the artist merch always is gonna kill like it's gonna be nice but something that I could already buy online because that's usually their tour tour merch or merch they already have in their store so I'm not not gonna stand in this line forever just something I can get online but like Y'all, this is another thing, another thing that I heard, aka I know people personally, people stood in this line, this merch line, five and a half hours, five and a half hours, y'all, I, me personally, I would not do that, me personally, but for those who did, I just want to know the haul, like what did y'all get, like why did y'all stand in five and a half hours for like five hours, what did we stand in line for, like I just want to know what everyone got, because I did see what be like, what people had and stuff but I was just like what was up there that it was five hours worth like you know or maybe that it was just like one of those days like the line was just so fucking shit like it had to be five hours I don't know I've never stood in a line get merch for five hours longest I've ever been is two two hours but I don't know five and a half I don't know how I feel about that one chief I don't know how I feel but that's like the logistics if you want to know about Camp Vlog no and now we're gonna get into the music Day one, I'm going to tell you who I saw. Bombing Tiger, literally a Korean group. You need to listen to them. So fucking good. That's all I'm saying. Their stage presence is so good. Their energy is so good. They got people like who don't know who they are hyped. And like I know them only off of like one song. And I try to listen to other songs, but I'm like not, I was not close listening. I should have been having my listening ears on and like really listening, but I wasn't. But they're really good. Um... I wish I had a song on my the top of my head that I can recommend y'all but I really I don't listen to them like that so I don't but I just heard this one song fuck let me pause again America and she's back I'm so sorry I keep taking pauses but there's something about the fact that I can pause now that I love because now I can really come back with the actual facts instead of waiting on y'all to figure it out for me and then me telling you after the fact so basically a song it's really feel it feels like an interlude but I really like the way it sounds 
sounds is Pigeon and Plastic by Bombing Tiger. Pigeon and Plastic. Listen to it. I like the way it sounds. It reminds me of something that Tyler Creator would make. Maybe that's why I like it. But again, they have other music that's really good. So that's the one I saw and I'm really grateful I saw them. And the reason why... And coming into this next one, I wanted to see B. I say her name so wrong all the time. My friend Mia literally says it right all the time, and I'm like, how do you say it? Like, I don't know. I call her B. Badoobie, but it's not how you say it. It's B. A. Bad Badoobie, I think. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, girl. I'm going to get it one of these days. I feel It feels like a, a tongue twister to me, so I'm going to get it one of these days. I don't, Not today, but one of these days. But we saw a little bit of her. Uh, cause we were at Bombing Tiger the whole time. Like we were, we missed majority of her. We probably caught like two, three songs. She's always cute. I've seen her live in a smaller venue before. So I wasn't tripping and she's like, she's good live. I like her. Come on. Filipino pride. She's also Filipino. Um, this time, like we were very, like I was eating ice cream. I'm one of those girls. I like the Minute Maid ice cream, the strawberry flavor. So schmack. I have like three of those a day. Usually when I go to music festivals, which is not, like not healthy. Like I'm also notorious for not eating. But I'm also notorious for fainting. And the first time I ever fainted at a festival was I can't vlog now. Um, let's rewind. Let's rewind. Because I, again, I don't know if I ever told the story. And if I did, it's from a story in the drive. I don't know if y'all know it. If y'all know it. But long story short, during, I think it was 2018. Yeah, 2018. We were basically barricade faced at Rocky. Because Tyler was about to come up after asap like comes to our side throws water and then flames like shoot up from the stage and by this point me and maya again see we are the, it's the same girls every year me and maya are still there while my sister and mika like leave because it gets too gnarly like this girl in near the, our section lost a shoe like you're basically my feet were not on the ground and because i'm notorious for not eating and only eating the fucking minute made ice cream shit i was feeling a little faint i was feeling a little faint i was like well i kind of i feel like i'm about to go down and I don't think I should stay, but a little bird in my ear was like, girl, you have to stay. Tyler Crater's up next. Like, you're not a bitch. Well, you would never leave the pit, would you? You're not a bitch. And again, I'm like 19, 20 years old at the time, and I felt like unstoppable. Like, I can do anything. No. I knew. I knew in the, my, my, the back of my head, like, girl, you're about to faint in this pit. Ain't nobody going to notice because everyone is just so sardined up. Like, I would just stay up front, like, upright, I mean, and, like, probably just be passed out. And no one would notice. So basically, I was like, okay, I got to go. I got to get out. So like one time for the one time, mankind was nice to me. And all these men like helped push me through. And so again, sorry with the mic. I keep fucking hitting it. Um, <laughs> I pushed through and I get to like this group of guys, maybe like six of them. And there was this one in front of everyone. And I was like, yo, I'm about to faint. Like I need to move. Like, can y'all move real quick? I'm about to faint. He's like, yeah, of course. So he starts to part the sea of like his little friend, his little friend group. But then I, I faint, I faint. And he grabs me and he brings me to secure where security is at. Security grabs me water. My sister screams bloody murder because she finally sees me on the ground. The guy like offers me his Gatorade. He sticks around me. His friends stand around me to protect me. It was very kind. It was a very kind moment. Very, um, what do the ravers say? Plur? Peace, love, unity, respect. Yes, very plur, very plur of them. Um, so I was really, I don't know, like, so now I don't really fuck with being in the pit or being really close or any of that jazz. So, like, that's gonna come into detail later on, like, why I don't do that shit anymore and why I wear an Apple Watch. And this is another side tangent. You're getting very authentic, Eleanor. It's like, why I wear an Apple Watch is because if I get a notification that if my 
beats per minute goes above 160 in the span of 10 minutes, it means I'm about to go down. It means I'm about to go down. Last time this happened was at a Dijon concert and I did go down. We were all laughing at my watch telling me my heart was beating too fast and then I fucking fainted like five minutes later. <laughs> it's like imagine going throughout the whole concert and when the time when him and his band are just like having like a riff off, you pass out. Like, cause that's literally what happened to me. But I like, oh, I like, I got up right before he played Rodeo Clown, which is my favorite song. And then fucking, <laughs> it's the way the concert ended. Like after that, like it was done already. Like, girl, you couldn't last without fainting. No. So, so now I wear that Apple Watch. Now I like try to eat more because the Minute Maid did me dirty last time. So I'm trying to eat more. And I did eat a little bit more. Can't vlog now. Like I did say, I love the Minute Maid shit. I ate like three of them for one day. No regrets. That shit was smacking. And then, <laughs> so after I ate all that shit, we went to Kevin Abstract. Kevin Abstract was probably one of my favorite sets of the whole day. His album, the little release, because that Matt, if y'all are familiar with Kevin Abstract, homie is from Brockhampton. I'm a very big Kevin Abstract fan, very big Brockhampton fan. Um, I saw Kevin Abstract back in like 2017. I just like one of his first ever concerts. Like I met him, super nice. And then like seeing him go solo again, or not? He was always he could always be solo, but like have his little solo concert, with his new album. His new album did scare me just because of like again like the rollout of it and like the marketing of it, like the mask. Y'all go on the go on the go on his Instagram and see what the hell was going on. That shit scared the fuck out of me. So it was hard for me to listen to the album because the album cover is the guy in the mask. It's just not fun for me. But the way he performed the album, it was so fucking good, y'all. It was so fucking good. And he played my song, Empty. He, sp- he played Baby Boy. I literally wanted to cry. I was singing in my sister's ear. I was, like, screaming. Like, I was on every single video of mine. Like, I was like, thank God no one's going to hear these. I hate hearing myself sing. I literally sound like I'm dying. I sound like I'm going through something. But, hey, man, I was going through something. But it was just so good. He's just that guy. And there was one point of the concert where the... This white guy came out in the mask that's literally so terrifying. He was, like, screaming and shit. I was like, oh, my God. Like, please, no. Like, stop, please. Because that shit just scares me. I don't know. There's something about it. And I was a little high, so I was like, oh, my God, please help. I felt like I was going to send. But that was cute. Kevin Abstract was such a moment. We saw Ice Spice for a little. I just wanted to see, like, what she would be like on stage. She's exactly who, what you think she would be like on stage. She's so cute. She's precious. Um, But I'm not that big of a fan where I would, like, stick around with all the munches. So I was not tripping about being there. So we left to go get to go get to go get a good spot for Tyler. And yeah, I love this man down. Like every time I see him, I feel I fall in love with him all over again. I do, I do, I do. And you can say whatever you want about him. I remember at my my little agency job. I remember I was talking about how much I love Tyler Creator, and I remember one day he ended up at the office, and I literally was freaked the fuck out. I was running around the whole office trying to find him again. I lost him. I was so pissed. I remember telling that story and this other trainee was like, isn't Tyler Creator so mean? Like, isn't he rude to his fans? Isn't he such a, like, a bitch? And I was just like, whoa, Nelly, like, who the fuck is talking? Who's, who's speaking on my man's name? Who's speaking on my man's name? So I went over and I was like, why would you say that? And he was like, oh, in interviews, like, he talks so badly about his fans and he's, like, so rude. Like, I don't know how people put up with him or, like, whatever, what have you. And I just, like, stood there and I was like, y'all, like... I feel like people, yeah, maybe you don't agree with some of the shit that he says or, like, how he deals with some stuff. Like, yeah, you can criticize that, but, like, 
he never pretends to be someone he's not like he's very blunt and real with his fans his fans are just like not real with themselves like some like some people are annoying like if you've ever been around like a celebrity and you're a fan and you're like oh i just want to talk to them for a little bit you'll see how people act and see how people shove their camera in their face how they push everyone aside all this other shit because i always remember when i went to I think, yeah, it was 2017 or, no, 2018, um, Camp Flogna, I remember I, like, saw Kevin Abstract and I was talking to him, and when I left, these, this little, this little man, this guy grabbed my arm and was like, what did you just say to him? And I was like, who the fuck are you, period, first of all, and I, like, grabbed my arm and I was like, I was talking to him about his Twitter, and he was like, oh, okay, and I was like, see, what the fuck is that shit? You're a weirdo. Like, when fans are like that and, like, all they want is a picture and they'll loiter around and be like, oh, my God, what are you even saying to them? What are you talking about? Like, no. it's like I'm sorry I can have a conversation with this person that I like. Unlike you, you can only ask for a picture because you don't know what the fuck to do with yourself. Or if you're shy, that's fine. If you, All you can do is ask for a picture. But if you're one of those people that loiter around, yeah, there's people like that. They loiter around, try to follow the talent everywhere. Like, ugh, it's so fucking weird. But yeah. If you're like if you're a Tyler Crater stand, like I feel like I understand him. I don't know him personally, so maybe he could be a cunt in real life and I don't know, but I have met him and he was very nice to me when I met him. So again, teach their own, but that kid can suck it. Like he was a weirdo anyway. I did not care about his opinion. But so like when Tyler comes on stage, it's like I'll come home. I feel like I'm my young self all over again. When I first found his music and when I first thought it was like the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life because it was just so he just said shit that I never thought would come out of anyone's mouth. And just, like, the visuals, like, watching Lawyer Squad. Like, it really shaped who I am. And if you, if y'all listen to the last episode, I always talk about how I have a really big ego. I feel like I learned. <laughs> like, he taught me to have that. Like, I learned that from him. Because he is very confident in himself and very secure. And I, that's really influential. Especially when you think, like, you're, like, the weirdest motherfucker. And everyone thinks that you're going to fail and, like you're just wasting your time, and that's how I feel a lot, so I was like, oh, I identify with him, like, I feel just like him, like, oh, I am that girl, the fuck you talking about, even though I have my insecure moments, we all have those, but, like, he taught me that, so when I see him perform, like, I feel so powerful, and I feel so inspired, but y'all, he's just that guy, like, imagine being so good, and the crowd was so hype, and everyone knew every song, everyone knew every lyric, and usually when VIP, for the past two years, the most recent years, VIP fucking sucks, there's no energy, they don't know how to sing, because it's just people with money, like, people with quote-unquote money, me being in there on a fucking payment plan, but, um, People have money, so they can, like, do all, like, they could just be there and just stand and not give a shit. Also, if you hear noise in the background, again, I'm at my sister's apartment, not my home in my closet, so there will be background noises, apologies, apologies. But, like, I was, I, uh, like, as I was saying, like, people, um, like, back then in VIP, like, that, like, they were just wouldn't fucking move. And people would chant, like, daddy's money to VIP, which is, like, hey, man, I know they're not talking about me, but I don't care. But, like, it, that's that, that's what used to happen. I don't know if it happened this year. I wasn't near the back, so I didn't hear shit. But, boy, did it fucking smell, you guys. Every single year, it always, like, a little linger of a smell happens every now and then. But because everyone was super hype, like, no one's just standing. A lot of bodies, a lot of movement, a lot of mosh pits. We were, like, in between two mosh pits, so it ex- they smelled just extra bad. And I got to the point, like, after Tyler and, like, being pushed and, like, shoved and just, like, it's smelling and sweat that wasn't mine on me and just, like, a whole lot of everything, I was just, like, over it. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather see the hillbillies in GA 
Um, I really, really like being able to see the both screens in the middle stage. And in VIP, if you don't push, push, push to the corner of the barricade, you won't see the other, um, the other, uh, what's it called? The, oh my God, the other screen on the left side. So like, you'll only see the right side screen and the stage. And for like the hillbillies, I'm like, Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar are going to be there at the same time. Like, are they going to put Baby Keem on one screen and Kendrick Lamar on another screen? Like, I want to see both screens. And they did that in like in the end. So me moving to GA was kind of a vibe. I loved her and I got to dance more and it didn't smell. So <laughs> it y'all, if y'all ever been like my first ever Tyler Creator concert, it was at the it was at a really fucking small venue in Santa Cruz. And it was the like the first time I ever saw like golf boys. If you know who I'm talking about, it's the boys that during like 2018 or like even before that bleached their heads and shaved their heads and all they do is mosh and smell funky and are rude as fuck. Maybe some of them are nice, but the ones I met at that Santa Cruz show, like one fool fully picked me up to get me out of the way of barricade so he can take my spot. Never, ever did that ever happen to me. It only happened once, and that was only that one time. Like, I was just, like, so shook it. Like, I was like, I can't believe you actually picked me up. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And the crowd took me away after, so I couldn't even fight about it. Like, he took my barricade spot, and the crowd took me. Like, I didn't even know what to do. But they're kind of smelly. Like, <laughs> like if you're one of those people, like, the really diehard. My friend, I'm, I'm not going to name any names. He said it was the Baby Keem fans that smelled um i just feel like it's just everyone like everyone's sweat is on everyone people are getting messy like i had a drink spilled on me by this heifer i fucking hate them they were annoying as shit and it's crazy because when we got off the uber at that night we were going back in the hotel they were in the same hotel as us and i was like oh my god not this fucking heifer that spilled their drink on my leg and i was like my leg was so sticky and it was at the end of the night so i was hella pressed i was like the fuck is wrong with you but anyway so we got out of there. We saw the hillbillies after we saw oh, Tyler Crater. So iconic. I love that man down, y'all. I love that man down. I never want to meet him ever again because I feel like I'd humiliate myself. Because I met him when I was like eight, 17, 18. I was very chill. And I feel like he can he could read that energy. And I met him again like the next year. But I was a little weird. I was like, I don't know. I don't I don't want to tell that story because I was being weird and he laughed at me, but I was like, I don't care. Um So the hillbillies, y'all. Kendrick Lamar is that guy. He's that guy. Like, if you're a Baby Keem fan, I don't really know much about Baby Keem. I do know a lot of songs by him for some reason. Like, when I was there with my sister, we were singing. We're like, wait, why do we know a lot of his music? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's passive listening. But Kendrick Lamar is just that guy. And again, I had an opportunity at the little agency I worked at to, like, hear him talk and speak about PG Lang and just, like, his art and, like, music. And he's just so inspirational. Like, he is so smart he is so kind. He's so true to himself. So to see him perform, like, he did so fucking good. And I felt like it was, like, an out-of-body experience. And I wish I could replay it, like, every single day whenever I feel down. Because how they are together, it's just, like, so much energy. And to see, like, everyone get so geeked and excited for him is just, like, so insane. And Kendrick Lamar was, like, a big part of, like, my little high school moment, my little college moment. So... It's just, like, a lot of fun to see him. It's, again, it's, like, one of those things, like, I never thought I would see him in real life. And Ken Flogno always brings those acts that I would never, like, I would never see in real life. Like, again, say what you fucking want to say about Drake that one year. I wasn't mad. He brought out Drake. I was kind of low-key happy because in what world would you be 
like would you see drake like where and you cannot deny that you don't like his music like he has like you at least like one banger like he his discography is very large and if you were like marvin's room drake type of girl like there there's so many good jams he has some b-sides too come on give my man some credit maybe he's a bad person in real life but his music mm, is good and i will stand on that hill by myself but um yeah when everyone booed him i didn't understand because i was like y'all shut up like he's already here what the fuck you finna boo for for what for what and they booed and he left early and i was like you guys fucking suck i'm glad i heard the song that i liked but goddamn um so like this year i was like y'all the fact that we got i know i'm talking about drake and then i'm going into the hillbillies and you're like that's not even a comparison i'm not comparing i'm just saying like i never thought i would see both those acts but again like whoa Kendrick Lamar, he's that guy. I would love to see him live in, like, an arena. Um, but I want to have shmoney so I can get closer. Like, I really want to see his face. Because he puts on a fucking show. Like, he be moving. And I don't know. He just has the energy. And, like, the fit that he was wearing was so good. It was giving, like, motocross vibes. And so was Baby Keem's. Like, right now, like, wearing uh motocross gloves. Like, on some, like, dirt bike riding shit. Is like in. I fuck with it. I like it low key. I think it's really fun. And sorry, I need a hiccup. I think it's like super duper fun, and I really, I'm really digging it. Like I'm really liking uh, ASAP Rocky's Puma little. He's like the. I think he's the creative director or some shit. Something. I might be wrong, but he's he has something to do with it. I really liked it. You can say whatever you want about it, but I liked it. But that was like the first day, and y'all, the first day she was a moment, but it was like the girls did not come prepared the first day. Nobody came prepared except for me. This is no blem again. Like no one, like nobody in the group brought a jacket. I think we all thought we were gonna buy merch. So and then when the merch was not hitting, that we thought like was hitting. So no one had a fucking jacket except for me because I'm like balling on a budget. So I was the only one that was like semi warm, but we were all like wearing skirts. Like we were all like not dressed for like the la evenings and it was cold as motherfucking shit it was so cold and by the end of the night like i did eat one meal that day and i ate a lot of ice cream which was like fine but something about me like i told y'all like i already had a hell of anxiety coming in this weekend so i had so much anxiety leaving because there's just way more people than usual and like i was saying like the camp stage since it's so open and there's like no like big structures or like big like installations or whatever to like break things up you can really just see everyone and you can get really overwhelmed like i was like holy shit that's so many fucking people and when we were leaving the um stadium you can just really see it and i think there's just like so many noises there was so much going on like my friend maya wore docks y'all never fucking wear docks like this happened to my sister and my friend maria at uh coachella when they wore boots I was like, why do we keep doing this? It always happens. So she wore boots, and by the end of the day, she was like, dude, this fucking hurts. So I gave her my shoes, but again, she has bigger feet than me, so they were like chanclas on her. I felt so bad, but I was in her boots. But we were just like so in shambles. We like went to the side of like the road near this like dirt like lot, and we sat there for a little bit, but y'all, that's when I started feeling icky. I started feeling icky, and I'm gonna just give a warning for vomit, nasty talk like because i'm gonna start talking like that so basically like we're sitting there there's a bunch of cars flashing their lights a lot of cars honking a lot of yelling and i'm just like overstimulated i'm super overwhelmed i'm sleep deprived i'm like i'm not i don't have a lot of food in me and i just get so incredibly anxious 
And like I told y'all, when I'm anxious, I either like faint, like I pass out. But another thing that I do is I vomit. <laughs> How cute is that? Yeah, I don't know why I do that. I don't know why my body betrays me in moments of weakness, but it does. So I was like, oh my God, I don't think I'm going to pass out because my, my, my heart is fine. But like, I feel like I'm going to vomit. Like I feel insane. Like I feel crazy right now. I feel so overwhelmed. So I look at my sister and I'm like, Montserrat, brother. And she's like, what? And I was like, I'm fighting for my life right now. I'm fighting. But I don't think she took me seriously. So, like, I was just, like, laying there. Not laying there, but I was, like, crouched over. And I had my head in my hood. And I was trying to, like, block out the noise. But, again, it's just, like, so fucking loud. And, again, like, there's just so many people. So many cars. People are just wanting to go home. Like, it's just, like, a lot. So, I look at my sister. I'm like, brother. She's like, what? And I was like, we gotta go. I gotta pull a trick. And she was like, what? And I was like, I gotta make myself vomit. I'm gonna vomit. I feel crazy right now. She's like, okay. So we get up and we start walking to the edge of this dirt, like, lot. And we're, like, walking. I'm just talking to her. And I'm like, brother, I don't think I can make it. I don't think I can make it. And, like, there's other people who are walking on this lot. Not many. But, like, there are people. And I was like, I don't think I can make it. I don't think I can make it. And then I just vomit. I just start vomiting. And there was at one point where I vomited so much. Me and my sister looked at each other. And we're like, oh, my God, that was a good one. And you might think that was nasty of us, but, like, when you're with your sibling, like, girl, that girl seen me at my worst. Like, she knows. So, like, I just threw up a bunch because I was just so overwhelmed and so anxious. And I don't, I don't, anybody out there, this happened to you? Anybody out there? Because for me, it happens a lot. And it's kind of really sucky because no one likes throwing up. Like, I don't know anyone who likes doing that stuff. Mm-mm. But, um... That that was, hey, to cap off day one, it took us forever to get on the shuttle and get back to our crib, but we did it in the end of the day, and Eleanor threw up. But day one ended with Eleanor feeling a little disappointed with the visuals, because I'm like, where the fuck is everything? Like, hello? Like, where are the installations? Like, but then little business hat of Eleanor was like, oh, maybe he didn't, after all COVID years, like, he doesn't have the funds to be making it big like that, and he's going to use the money he made this year to put it forward to next year or whatever and like or maybe i'm like making excuses and i'm full of bullshit i don't know so second day comes along we get there like later it's more chill i'm vibing it's so sick nasty like to this like sunday was like the day i had hella people that i wanted to see and, like we got to see david i got to see the song i wanted to listen to by him little yachty y'all i listened to like one song and then we had to move because we went to go see dominic fike and you might be like why the fuck did you do that but Dominic Fike has a very firm grip on my neck. That was, like, I think I saw Dominic Fike, like, fucking four times this year. Twice at Coachella, because I went both weekends. Once, because, in LA, because we went to his concert. And then the fourth time here at Camp Flogna, like, I knew his set, like, the back of my motherfucking hand. But I still keep coming back for more, because I just love him. What can I say? I'm sorry. The voices, the voices. I just love him so much. I love his music so much. His, like, the album that just came out recently really touched something in my soul. It's just so good. Like, I literally used it. Um, I used one of the songs and, like, one of, like, my little reels for this. <laughs> that you can check out on unreliablenarrator.co on Instagram. Come on, another plug. But, yeah, so, like, I ran to go see him. We, we rode the um, swings during his set in vip and it was such a vibe it was such a moment like oh, i felt like i was like i felt like charlie and um 
Perks of being a wallflower when he puts his hand up in the, the tunnel. He's like, in this moment, we are infinite. Like, I felt like that. And I felt like a little bit euphoria. Even though I've never watched the show, I know they went to the carnival. And I know they took Molly and Cassie did, you know, what on the fucking little... What is that thing called? The merry-go-round? Yomp. Um, but while we're on the little swings, I was like, oh my god, I feel like I'm in euphoria. I feel crazy right now. But it was a vibe. I liked it a lot. Um... But then we also saw on Sunday, we also saw AG Club, and I love AG Club down. Literally, their music is so good, and they always put on a good show. But this is where I saw my friend Damien, that motherfucking liar, told me that he was not going to go, not Coachella, he was not going to Camp Vlogna anymore, that he sold him and his girl's ticket. Liar, 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 liar. There's nothing like turning the corner and seeing your friend on their fucking phone when they told you they weren't even coming anymore because that's how I found Damien at AG Club. I found that man. First, I saw his wife. Hey, Jackie. I saw her, and I was like, she can't be by here by herself, and I look down, and I see him squatted on the phone. Damien, liar. You ever have one of those friends that just lie just because? That's him. Quit it because it's too convincing at this point. But AG Club was so good. I loved it, and honestly, people were moshing like a heifer. Like, it felt like a breathing heart. Like, like everyone would keep going out and in out and in because people were just moshing but yeah that morning i was literally talking about shoreline mafia because i just this is a secret it's not a secret but when i did my first year community college or second year community college i think it was my first year i loved shoreline mafia so much that's when i really got into them like after i went to san jose state i got really into them and i was like oh my god their music is like it's doing something to my brain and yeah like there's someone on the team that should not be saying the n-word but he fucking does it anyway and everyone okays it i don't know why but y'all like and you know who the fuck i'm talking about if you are familiar with shoreline mafia but besides that like i was a really big fan of them and then i kind of like fell off because again like i couldn't get over it i'm like you're mexican why are you saying but when you watch interviews now, you can understand, like, why he thinks it's okay when in reality it's not. But um, we're there. And I was literally talking about them that morning, that Sunday morning. And at AG Club, they're like, hey, we're going to bring out some people. And I'm like, who are they going to bring out? Who are they going to bring out? Bruh, they brought out Charlotte Mafia. And if you, you could see me, a bitch was, like, running to the pit. I was running, like, I was like, let me get in it. Let me get in it. My sister had her hand on my shoulder. She was like, girl stop moving i'm gonna lose you but charlie mafia came and then ojeezy ojeezy was my favorite after all i I said all this fucking shit about you know who on the fucking team that be saying the n-word it's fucking ojeezy he's mexican like what are you saying that for and his like whole there's like an interview like i'm gonna go into this there's a whole interview when he's like yeah like i just say because like what i was brought up around and like the guys say it's okay or like they're okay with it and i'm just like i don't I don't know. And then he went off to drink too much lean. Too much lean. And it really affected his health. You can really tell. But I think he's healthier now. He looked really better on stage. And it was just, like, really fun. It was really good. I was living my little best life because it reminded me when I was younger, even though I'm not that old now. But I was just, like, super geeked because it was my second time seeing Charlotte Mafia. And Cat Vlogna just is, like, the gift that keeps on giving. Because the year... I. I can't I keep forgetting what year it was, but like in the past like two years. The two camp vlognaws. YG brought out Shoreline Mafia. And I remember when that happened, I was like, oh my fucking god. I literally was screaming because I was like peak when I loved them. And then AG Club bringing them out. Now I'm like, this is insane. I feel like 
I feel some deja vu because he brought them out. But it was a good one. I loved it. They were probably one of my favorite sets. It was like AG Club, Bombing Tiger, Kevin Abstract, Tyler, and um, the Hillbillies. And your mom be honest, like, SZA's is not on that. SZA's is really good, but she's just like, I'm not like the huge SZA fan. I'm not a diehard. I love my favorite songs. I do think she's beautiful. She knows how to be on that stage. She's this that girl. But like again, like I'm not, I'm not a diehard SZA fan. So I don't, I didn't really. She's not on my list. I'm sorry. Um, another person that I really did enjoy seeing, enjoy enjoy seeing it was Tori Moi. I listened to his music very slightly, but I wanted to see what it was like live. It's better than I could ever imagine. I loved it so much. I did leave his set a bit early, but I could like still listen to him just because I wanted to visit my friend Giorgio because he was working the golf merch like tent. And y'all, when I tell you, when I saw Giorgio, I took a video of him and this is my secret coming out. I literally watched that video for serotonin for the rest of the night because I literally was just so anxious i was anxious this whole weekend like i think that's the common theme that i kept telling everyone like i was just so anxious i don't know why but i just couldn't get rid of it and seeing my friend that i haven't seen in so long was just like made me so happy and Giorgio has probably one of the best smiles i think you see they're so perfect and he smiles so big and he looks truly like happy when he smiles you could tell in his eyes so when i saw him smile in my little recording i was like oh i miss my friends like i feel so happy now to like to see him like even if it was just a glimpse because he was working Oh, it was just so good. It gave me the serotonin to keep me going, y'all. It kept me going. But I will say after like the night with like SZA, SZA's, ugh, I literally hate how SZA's like whole performance, like it was so fucking good. Like y'all, she had this fucking like the lighthouse and everything. But like the fact that curfew exists and how LA really listens to curfew, like what the fuck? Like she couldn't even finish her side. Like y'all couldn't pay like the five racks for like five more minutes. Like y'all couldn't do it. But then again, like maybe they get in trouble and they won't. They, they'll get threatened that they won't kick to have Camp Flogna Dodger Stadium again. I don't know. I don't know. But that happening pissed me off. Like, I was like, fuck, because I wanted to listen to her finish. But it's fine. It's fine. But before I end day two, because I, like, I just have to talk about what I missed out on. This, like, I'm going to start talking about, like, this whole weekend, like, who I wish I saw. There's only one person I wish I fucking saw, and I feel like such a fucking dumbass. For missing it, because I could have really, like, not even missed it, period. But, eh, Eleanor is so crazy. It was Earl Sweatshirt. And I saw Earl Sweatshirt already. Like, I seen him at Camp Flogna. Like, it was a, like, it felt like a coming-to-age movie when I saw him. I felt like I saw God, because I never thought I would ever see him in real life. So, it was just amazing. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to see him this year, because I already saw him. I want to go see Tori Moi. And I also want to go see Giorgio. So, let me go do those things. I find out that he brings out the alchemist y'all and i went bonkers i literally did i cry in the bathroom yeah i did i cried because it's that serious to me like i'm getting emotional again like they played Ecoli, and i love that song down and i'm like damn what the fuck like that's just how i feel that's just how i feel and i'm allowed to feel so that was like the only person i regret not seeing i wish i saw him a little part of me wish I saw a little bit of Callie, but again, I've seen her so many times where it's like, girl, like, you're good. And I did see Turnstile. Turnstile is so good. I saw a little bit of Willow. Again, I've seen her so many times, but I need to eat. So I like listened to her in the background while I was getting food. But um, I don't know. This like can't flog. No, I know a lot of people hated the lineup and they thought it was dry as fuck. But like, if you look at it, it's just really a mix of people that Tyler likes to listen to and like some people that you know you can get people in the door for because you know you need like 
the one like for the for the kids the little alt kids like the kids that like music that's like a little different or like people who are not that famous they got like tizo touchdown like homie's so good y'all like actually like he had a little section and like that was that was fun and his stage presence is fun. I like when people like it is on like just themselves. Like it was just vibes. I watched it back on YouTube, like because I didn't go to his set, but it was like oh, that's another one I wish I went to go see, just so I could say I saw it. Because again, like I don't think I would ever see him like at a solo show unless I get really into him. But he's just a performer, and I loved it. But um, yeah, like I don't know, y'all. This year. She was a cute, like, I liked the lineup, it was people that I wanted to see, people I haven't seen, and I was geeked for it, um, but I was one of those people that, I, no matter what, I would always get the tickets, no matter what, I would always buy my VIP ticket without knowing the lineup, I would never think of selling it, but after this year and, like, everything, would I get VIP again? Probably not, I don't think it's worth it anymore for at least what I want. I don't really care about getting the little like the little pro like the little gift that you get when you get v i p um because a lot of the stuff like they're cute like uh memorabilia like the snow globe, the mini bat like things like that the backpack like people won't have but again, if you really like the backpack, somebody's gonna resell it. that's just how it goes um so you don't really need to like be paying that much. And like the thing for a VIP, what you really want, if you're one of those people that really want to be in the front and you don't want to fight a lot to get to it, then get VIP because then you get um, a VIP section for the flog and camp stage, which is two out of the three stages, which is really good. And if you're one of those people that like, oh, I get overwhelmed by big, big crowds and like I really just want a secluded space. Like, yeah, you have VIP area, but again, like I feel like the the way they made the festival feels very open, so you don't feel so overwhelmed by bodies. But I don't know. It really is up to you. I'm just letting you know about what like what it used to be. And what it used to be, like, I would pay the VIP, like, how much it is. But now, I don't really, like, I don't really care anymore. And I wouldn't. I would probably be a GA girl. Because GA is fun as fuck. It doesn't matter. Um, and if you really want to get the front, you can get to the front with a will and a way, baby. With a will and a way. But yeah, like, and again, will I buy tickets next year? Don't know. I think I'll be one of those people to wait. If they still do that waitlist thing like they did this year, I feel like that was so good because I still got the benefits for getting VIP without having, like, without, like, having to stand, like, not stand, but, like, being that ticketing little thing on the day they drop because that shit was so bad for me. I never hit, like, I never get the tickets. I always sell out, like, and I'll be the first person on the thing and my little man be moving across the screen, but not fast enough, like, ugh. anyway, so maybe next year I'll go, maybe I won't, but if I do go next year again, I want a bigger crowd, like, I need to add on to my little camp vlog now, little group, uh, maybe I need a little something different, or maybe I just need to not go anymore, I don't know, or maybe I need to take a break, I don't know. Because again, like a lot of the artists that I saw were some that were new, some that I've seen before. And I'm like, ah, oh, like Eleanor, like you need to stop just paying for shit just cause. Cause I feel like that's what Camp Vlognaw was to me when I was younger. I was like, I would always just go cause I always had the money or I always made sure I had the money. But nowadays, like growing older, like there's more things I want to see and there are more places I want to like travel to where I could put that money towards versus just like a two day festival and like. Like, having to fly out there, pay to, like, stay out there, and, like, the festival and all, like, like it racks up. So, instead of doing that, putting that towards a trip, I'm thinking of that now, and I call that maturing. I call that maturing, y'all. Like, I'm maturing, which is not a thing that I would think would happen to me because I'm, like, a fucking child. And, yeah, my size is, like, my brain is the size of a peanut. 
not really i'm actually really smart i swear but that was me i can't vlog not like i it was amazing because the music is always so fucking god the music is just so good like people are just them like everyone there is a performer there's people who are like they sing but people there are performers like ty the creator is a performer that man makes me feel like anything is possible and i feel like oh my god i'm getting choked up like it feels like i'm seeing someone really represent a generation and i know you might think i'm corny but he, he just like means so much to me and i feel like he understands like people my age and i think that's what's so appealing about him because he's so unapologetically himself but again like he always says like he has the resume to back it up like he has the shit to back it up and he's so sure of himself so no one can tell him shit and when you move like that and he really like channels that when he's on stage and he dances like oh he just oozes like steez like he's just that guy so the whole weekend it always leaves me super inspired it makes me feel like i need to be a better person i need to be a better creative because you see a bunch of people that you might follow on instagram that have like um they're like creative directors or they do like um videography photography or like modeling you see them at camp vlog not like there's so many people i follow since i was like 2017 um and you see them there and you see them like how great they look and like how much they've grown from like when you were like 19 and following them. And you're like, damn, I feel so fucking inspired. Like I can change the fucking world right now. So like, you know, like that's why I love going there. Like again, like I said, like it's like my Coachella. It's like it's like what Coachella is to YouTubers and influencers. That's what my that's what it is for me. Like that's my camp vlog now. But as I'm growing older and I hear more from Tyler, I need to go see the world. I need to go see the world. I need to stop going to the top of Dodger Stadium, man. I need to stop doing that. I need to go see the world. So maybe next year that's what I'll do. Or maybe you'll find me there again. And if you do, hopefully my group is bigger. Hey, if you want to get added to the group, let me know, brothers. As long as you can fucking pay for your share of the hotel or Airbnb, let me know something. And you're not weird. And what I mean by weird, you're not fucking like Amy Schumer and Noah Schnapp or whatever the hell that kid named from Stranger Things. Never watched that show in my life, so I don't know what the fuck his name is and that shit. But yeah, that is my episode of Camp Vlogna. It is longer than usual because I did hit y'all with those two extra stories for no fucking reason at the beginning. And you might think like, Eleanor, this was not this was not informational. This was more like an opinion piece. No one gives a fuck about what happened to you. Okay, whore. Like, you didn't have to say it like that. The fuck? And also, sorry if you heard that. I just dropped my aquaphor. Fuck! Now my lips are gonna be dry and crusty! But, um... Yeah, like, that was my camp vlog. No, I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. Only docs because I'm like, where are the visuals? Where are the, like, I don't know, y'all. If you were there the past two camp vlog nos, you know what I mean. What about the visuals? About the installations? That shit was so saucy. It was so nice. But maybe, again, maybe they're broke right now. Maybe they're in the broke era. I understand. I'm not even getting mad at it. I understand. I'm a business girl, too. You see me hustling. I see you hustling. I get it. Real recognize real. But a little part of me was mad. A little part of me was mad. And another point was docked off because on Sunday they ran out of the minute made strawberry flavor of the um the ice cream so a bitch was mad because i had to eat lemonade the whole like just lemon the whole day which i don't like well it's good but i like to eat the strawberry one in the morning then the lemon one and end off with a strawberry like ugh. anyway they ran out so maybe next year like make sure you got double the stack of the strawberry please and then another thing just like the fact that there was so much, oh my god, there was like no shade. That was another thing. And you might be like, it's not even that hot. Some of us 
their scalp got sunburned and that some of us is named Eleanor. Yeah, my 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 scalp got sunburned. It was actually so tragic and I didn't realize it till one day Mika, not one day, but like probably like 4 days after we came back from Flog, I went to go get boba with Mika and I was like, "Dude, I feel like there's so much caspa on my head like for no reason. Like after this weekend, like my head is so dry and so itchy." And she's like, dude, I think you're at your, the top of your head is sunburned. And I was like, oh my God, motherfucker, you're actually right. So yeah, the top of my head got sunburned because of the lack of shade. But again, this could have been avoided if I wore a hat. But again, I am stubborn because I'm Eleanor Palabrica. I am your unreliable narrator. And what can I say? I am who I am. But thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to hear more about anything or you want to ask me about VIP or you want to ask me about the shuttles, but just know the fucking shuttles fucking sucked on Saturday. They got their shit together on Sunday, but Eleanor threw up in a fucking bush. She didn't pass out this time. Blessed. Um, and she's still not famous. I did not make it into one of the camp vlog now reels or picture posts, but again, I was not serving. I was looking real sloppy. I need to get back into my era for, of, um, pay people to make me custom pieces for camp vlogna it's true it's true it's true but um i'm going to amsterdam tomorrow i will be vlogging i will be uh documenting this and i'm in hopes i can make a reel for (laughs) y'all i love making reels i think there's just so fun you guys like oh my god so i'll be like doing that and hopefully i come back with a week long full of stories for me to tell you about what to expect but um i hope y'all really enjoyed this episode eleanor is gonna be on a really big traveling era like y'all are coming from camp flogna episode to amsterdam episode and hopefully after december uh hiatus a philippines episode because i'm going to the philippines next month so there's just like a lot going on and um yeah thank you so much for listening thank you so much for tuning in um don't forget to read up on that daily bruin article and give it some love tell me about your favorite line tell me about your favorite part please (laughs) Because reading it, I just, oh my god, I'm like choking. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just reading it and laughing because I sound so crazy and I sound like so bonkers. But you know what? That's me. That's me. What can I say? But like always, it's your girl, Eleanor. And it's been my pleasure to spend this last hour and almost 19 minutes with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you very, very soon. Goodbye. Thank you.